Bangers and mash, papri's bangers and mash. Sketches and chat, papri's bangers and mash. Bangers and mash, papri's bangers and mash. Welcome to bangers and mash. The chat is the mash and the sketches are the bangers. If the sketches are the coast and the chat is the hangers. If the chat is our pants and the sketches are our wangers. Welcome to bangers and mash. Hey everyone, I'm Tom. I'm Ben. I'm Matthew. Together we're Pappies, and welcome to episode two of Bangers and Mash. Yes. Hey. Let's just imagine this, uh, dear listeners. Imagine that you've just eaten a big plate of Bangers and Mash. No, about to surely. Well, yeah. No, no. Let oh, me okay. finish. Let sorry, me finish. Sorry. I had that worked out then. No, no. I want to hear sorry. this. This is interesting. Imagine, dear listener, you've just ate a lovely plate of Bangers and Mash, and you thought that was so delicious. I could eat it all again. <laughs> well, <laughs> here it is. Here's your, second, here's your second portion of Bangers and Mash, episode two, basically. So it works. They, they, yeah. You didn't realise that episode one was like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> not in the podcast world. You can listen to it whenever you want to. It's not, this isn't the 1940s, Ben. Okay? Yeah, but that, not everyone's going to go what? like... All right, okay, fine. you got to go with the flow. So basically what it is, is we have a conversation at the top of the day... We start the morning by having a conversation. We take that conversation, we listen back to it, and then we write sketches based on that, which we drop back into the conversation. So imagine the conversation's a big bowl of mashed potato, and the sketches are sausages. Can I also add that they could be vegetarian sausages? Because I'm a vegetarian. I'm not sure if that is important. It's not. But I'm just saying that sausages, sausages can also be vegetarian. Okay, that's an important message from Tom there. And uh, the episode started with another important message from Tom, who thought he had a really great start. It's a good start, I reckon. Like, it's a good start because it's the morning. I tell you what, seeing as... Have you started recording, by the way? Well, seeing as you've announced it's a good start, I can't wait to hear it. I have got... (laughs) Hang on. Hang on. I I keep getting... I think... This overwhelming urge. You know, like... End it there. (laughs) You know when people say, like, you have an urge to... When you're at a high point, jump off the building and stuff like that. Sure, yeah, when the, yeah, when yeah, the right. train... Uh, What's the tra- word for that? Suicidal? <laughs> that Tendencies? I've got this That's urge. two words. I keep on having <laughs> to fight this urge, and I keep on getting it stronger and stronger to... Please when, don't say molest people. When on public, <laughs> no, when on public transport in a confined <laughs> space... Jump under a train. Right, like... Just like I was in, okay, I was in a lift the other day. You're right, this is true. I'm not making. Is it this up. just going to be you farting in public? No, no, no. You, you have that urge and you act on it. I yeah. was in a lift at like a, a Gooch Street station. I think it's quite a close lift. They packed everyone in, and then they packed a few more people. In, so everyone was really cramped in, and it was <laughs> going packed, up. They haven't got a bloke on the platform. <laughs> go, and, and you go, <laughs> no, 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 we can fit a few more. Shovel in the mid. This, this lift that a woman came in and went. Uh, Right, three more people are getting in here, and everyone in the lift looked at each other and kind Which of went. Woman ca- the woman who works on works at the lift. Really? And she was like, three more people works are getting in here, and everyone in the lift. Did you get a at lift in the 1940s? And she said, people in the middle, there's room there, and everyone was like, there's another lift coming. But anyway, this is beside the point. So anyway, we're all cramped in the lift. I can't wait to hear about this. And what I wanted to do was just before the doors open, go. Let's have a good one, team, <laughs> and then like leave. And, like, on the tube this morning, I had this urge, right, just as my door was opening, again, cramped carriage, to just Ooh. go, have a good one, guys. And like, just what, to like, turn round to the rest of just the... Just prep the carriage. Have like, a good one. Go get them, team. Or, like, you know, like, like, like as if, Carpe like, you're a diem. coach. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is the big one. You should, you should just start <laughs> making speeches. Like, well, that's it. 
I think that's not a bad urge. It's a good urge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was going to th- be far worse than that. Well, but, but, but I haven't done it because I was a bit ashamed. Whether like I don't know whether people would think I'm a knob. I don't want to be the knob oh, on the train. No, but I just to be like, this is the big one, lads. Just quick sidebar before we go into this. That reminded me of another thing that happened to me as a little person. Uh, I'm not technically a little person, not medically a little person, but I'm five. <laughs> I thought you were talking about when you were younger. No, no, no. no. I, I'm talking about now. Right. I, I was, pr- you know, the thing, the thing with <laughs> the thing with my height is that I was normal height for ages. And then just stopped at about sort of 12 or 13. I still have T-shirts that I wore when I was 12 that I can still fit into. Stopped about 12 or 13 and everybody else just went... Good to see you wearing one today. See, yeah, yeah, got it on, nice and tight. <laughs> um, but I, I often get moved by people. <laughs> Emotionally? No, 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 no. Physically. Oh, oh, right, sorry. Uh, like, I was getting... I, this has happened a couple of times now. In fact, it's, ha- it's happened three that I can think of, but I'll, I'll do the one on, on the train, where the train... Like, it was one of these things where you're waiting 15 minutes and the train should have been there 15 minutes ago and the platform was getting busier and busier and yeah. busier. And I was right at the front. So when the train opened and the and the doors opened, yeah. the guy literally was so angry and so desperate to get on the train, he picked me up by the waist and put me on the train. <laughs> and I felt so compelled to go, this isn't my train! <laughs> Didn't do it, but I've been, yeah, I've been I've been walking along a tube platform before, and someone's picked me up. It's always by the waist. They pick me up or under the arms and just shift me hey. out the way, and then carry on. And you think I'm a human being? So imagine a genuine little person, you know, someone who is a dwarf. That, do you reckon that happens all the time? Yeah. That people just sort of push him out the oh, way, or oh, here you go. <laughs> they make that noise. Oh, oh, hey, hey. Up over the head. Oh, and away we go. So you you want to give like an any given Sunday style. But just like a really short, big pep, to like just a short, off you, like you know, we're gonna do this, and everyone just go like, yeah, and they, think, out they go. I, I would, I'd be worried it was terrorism. Yeah, I was just about to say a bit like, oh, let's oh do God, this. Let's, yeah. do, let's roll. <laughs> yeah, don't let's bang you guys. Oh, that'd be terrible. All I wanted to do was prep talk the cage. I ended up getting shot by undercover police. Yeah, that's the worry. This is the big one, team. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Yeah, you don't. I'd be like a Jesus figure. I died passing on a good word. <laughs> That's not the phrase I use for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pass on a good word, would you, Jesus? Well, yeah, uh, I'd be like, Jesus, he died as he lived, I'd be like, passing on a good word. Yeah, you know, I'd be like Gandhi or all that lot. Any, all that yeah, lot. All, you know, all the martyrs. All the martyrs. You wouldn't be a martyr, though, would you? Because all you wanted to do was let, make people look at you. Imagine if you had to write a letter to a martyr, right? You'd have to start by saying, to martyr. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the listener at home, that is only Tom's laughter you can hear there. Oh, there's got to be a better way of Ben and I that. have both burst into tears. Dear Martha. Dear Martha. To Martha. To Martha? I don't know. There's something in that as well. There's something in that. I'm not there sure. There's anything. Who's the best martyr? Who is the best martyr? Is there like a martyr club? Martyr Wainwright? <laughs> to Martyr Wainwright. <laughs> What is your favourite fruit that is constantly confused as a vegetable? <laughs> okay, that's now Tom and me laughing. Uh, Ben's still We're not going to get Ben on board. We're ben is not taking a uh, I'm not really enjoying myself right now. That's understood. To Rufus. Trufus. Dear Ruf- to Rufus. Are you going to go through all the Wainwrights? <laughs> Dear Loudon the Third. It's <laughs> not going to work. Um, but if he was being quiet, you could say uh, Loudon. <laughs> What does what? that mean? Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Okay, here, we go. Go on, go on. here we go. So the, the Wainwrights are all sitting around playing the flute, right? Okay. Rufus. The same Martha. Martha. 
And then on the third fruit, flute, not fruit, on the third flute... Are they playing fruits? Right, is loud in the third. Yeah. So the producer in the, is in the booth... And he says, well, the volume on flute one and two's all right. Why is it the flute? I don't know. I, yeah, I was going to say, like, what album have you ever listened to that's got three flautists on? <laughs> well, if they, you know, I bet they're a precocious family. I bet they can all play the flute. I bet they can, but I bet they very rarely all play it at the same time. Well, this is a concept Actually, I'd album. Hate, I'd hate to go for dinner at the Wainwrights. I, know, yeah. I like Loud and Wainwright. I'm not so, such a big fan of, of Rufus. I like Martha. I think Rufus is a bit showy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need the giant wings. You're not Jim Jeffries. He's a bit much. He is it? a bit much, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, uh, the volume on the first two flutes, they're fine. What I like but is can we, uh... you, you're, you're inventing a new style of comedy where you say the punchline <laughs> first <laughs> okay. and then you Try work backwards <clears throat> towards a joke. I'm very flat that you think this is comedy. <laughs> that's the best, that's the nicest thing you've ever said it's to a, me. It's a new style of talking. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll revise that. Welcome to Punchlines, the comedy club that cuts straight to the funny. That's right, the funniest part of the joke is the punchline, folks. So this club is all punchline all the time. If you hear a setup, it's your money back. Please welcome your first act to the stage. It's Gregory Bonkers. Hello, folks. Great to be here. That's not a punchline. Bollocks, get off. Uh, please. Boo. Boo. Get off. Boo. Oh, forget it. Gregory Bonkers, everybody. Next up, we have the very funny, very good friend, very naughty Preston Stilton. If I could talk German, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> so now I'm stuck with a computer that cooks and a wife that crashes every time I ask for Bunga Bunga. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, the dog's booked himself an holiday. Uh, 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 what's next? Sean Bloody Connery? This lacks context. I'm having difficulty understanding this. Boo! Piss off! Boo! Boo! Ah, yes. Punchlines. We opened and closed on the same night. It was the worst business idea I ever had. Luckily, my next invention made me a millionaire. That was part one of a three-part documentary about the inventor James Dyson. So anyway, the Wainwrights are in a booth playing the flute. Go on. The producer's like, uh, the producer's <laughs> like the old flute booth. The producer's outside the flute booth, and he's like, uh, "Well, the volume's all right on the uh, flutes one and two, but can we uh, loud in the third? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate the fact I laughed at that, even though I knew what the punchline was going to be. I still enjoyed it. Flutes. Ben, you look so disappointed in us. Come on, man. This is Not good a fan stuff. Of flutes. What you need is for someone to you need for someone to have given you a pep talk this morning on your on your train journey. This is the big one, Ben. You can't say this is the big one. That just sounds way too terrible. Have a good one, guys. That's too cheesy. It doesn't feel genuine. It's like it's like when you say to a shopkeeper, "Have a good day." Like like, I want to say, like, "Go get him." Again, seems aggressive. There is a fine line between football coach and terrorist. A a pep talk. (laughs) Discuss. Also, a, a pep talk by its very nature, has to have a little bit of aggression in it. A non-aggressive pep talk isn't really a pep talk. It lacks pep to talk, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like it, your like, jokes. If I said, like, this is Wednesday, like, that wouldn't work. No, you just seem yeah, autistic. You could yeah. still say that in an aggressive way, couldn't you? Authentic, yet autistic. <laughs> is that a thing? No, just because... <laughs> look, all you're doing at the moment is finding words that sound similar. That's but all you're even, going on. Not even that similar, either. <laughs> Authentic and autistic, they've just got the same uh, prefix. Right, this is my problem with the flute. Author. <laughs> OK, go Authentic, on. Authentic, 
author autistic. An author, yeah. An, author an authoritative text. An authoritative autistic. Tell us your problem with the flute. Problem with the flute is it looks like you should blow down it, but you blow across it. Right? Why, why does it? No, you look, it... you blow, you do blow down. You don't. You hold you it across down. and you blow down. But you go. You go. You don't go down. You don't like. like By the way, you don't like. What, what, you, what you can't see is the way. It's not a didgeridoo, no. <laughs> no, but like you don't. Like... And also, that's not the noise a flute wants to make. Anyway, it's not. <laughs> what is this? A that would change with the, the flute? nature of Jethro Tull's recording. Well, I'm entirely. just saying, my instinct with a wind instrument is to pick it up and blow down it. <laughs> You are. I often see you. Yeah, what was uh, the last wind? Tooting on your trumpet. That's not a euphemism, by the way. Have a good day, guys. <laughs> Trumpet's got a wind instrument. I'd be like a busker. Okay, Trumpet's a brass. A, a good, that's a good point. A good I don't point. know. What, what are the wind instruments? Because uh, clarinets. What is a reed instrument, or is it the same thing? Uh, it's still a wind instrument. I wind instruments are reed instruments. Are they? Yeah. I think, hold on. Yeah. Brass are wind as well. Clark, he's a lot less argumentative than he was last time, isn't he? He's, he's unsure. <laughs> oboe? That's a wind instrument. Oboe? I, I suppose so so I reed suppose... and brass all come under the, the, recorder. the heading. Don't a recorder's a, a recorder's a wind instrument. So flute. Tape recorder. <laughs> oh, that wasn't fair. No, that was all the things that you that, said. That wasn't a fair punishment. Recorder. That wasn't a fair punishment for you not laughing at the loud and Wainwright the third joke. Tape recorder. Um, <clears throat> a recorder's a wind instrument, right? A, a flute's a wind instrument. This must be so frustrating to listen to for people who know the answer to this question. A it's just going to be a us asking the same question. Metal as well. It's not a re. It's not. But you could be metal and wind. Wood. There's woodwind. Woodwind. There's woodwind and there's brass. Earth and, and firewood, both... but woodwind? <laughs> what? It's a joke it's... for Earth, wind and f the band Earth, wind and you fire. Can't, you can't start saying everything. You can't say things as jokes. OK, hang on. <laughs> I think Here's you're losing that okay, right. Well, let's go on because this is... OK, let's, right. let's reverse engineer it as we do all of Tom's jokes. Earth, okay. wind and fire, right? Were they three guys, one nicknamed Earth, one nicknamed wind? No, no there was a big, there's a big guys. band. Um, but the main guys, oh, they're awesome. Like the four tops. There were four of them, right? Yeah, but there weren't the three Earth, Wind and Firers. It was. It wasn't it was, like a bloke big, called Terry big. Earth and Barry. Because I kind of pictured them as like Captain Planet, kind of. Earth, Wind, and Fire. No, they were a sort of funk band rather yeah, than a super, like they weren't a super superhero. superheroes. Yeah, but you could be both. Oh yeah, that's like, a good idea. You could idea, be a actually. funk band who is also a superhero. Oh, now we're talking. That, I would that love it if Parliament. A, that's the superhero film. Are waiting to make. Help! Help! I'm stuck in my car and it's balanced precariously on the edge of a bridge. And in about a minute's time, it will all of a sudden fall unless someone comes along to save me. Maybe we can be of assistance. Oh my! Who are you? Captain Funk and the Funky All-Stars. Captain Funk, you gotta help me. I'm trapped and this car's gonna fall any second now. Calm down, sugar. No need to funk in your trunk. We're here to help now. Ain't that right, boys? Yeah! I'm gonna play some slap bass. That's right. Now hold tight while we unpack our gear. But there's no time! Listen, sugar. You cry for help. And you got the funkiest superheroes in town, Captain Funk and the Funky All-Stars. Now, how are we supposed to help you with Funk without our instruments? But I'm going to fall off this bridge. Yeah? Well, I need to take you to the bridge. Now, excuse us while we sound check. Sound check? 
Oh, is there a power source around here? Or... You're wasting time! I need to be saved! I need you to play some funk to save me! Uh, wait, how exactly is funk gonna save me? Well, baby, we start playing some powerful funk. I'm gonna play some slap bass. That's right, Dan's gonna play some slap bass. And then the funk is gonna... Uh, okay, wait. We're playing the funk and you're balanced on the edge of a bridge. And then the funk is gonna... Okay, actually, now I think about it, we're completely ill-equipped to help in this situation. I'm sorry. Oh my god, it's too late! I'm falling! Play her out, boys. Slap bass. George Clinton must have done some sort of superhero thing. There must be. I, I, I can almost picture George Clinton like with his hands on his hips wearing a superhero outfit. Yeah. I can picture Bill Clinton. He played the saxophone. Is he that did. a wind instrument? Bill Clinton, actually, they, uh, when George Clinton brought out a single after Bill Clinton had got uh, inaugurated, he had like a Bill Clinton lookalike playing saxophone on his, on, his, uh, on his music video, yeah. He's cool, George Clinton, isn't he? Yeah. What a dude. Where's George Clinton joke? George Clinton. <laughs> Wants to buy a card. Yeah, we we'll Is that what you're going for? <laughs> Paper chase, any what? No, I don't know what this is. <laughs> so, last night... Yes. I was walking home, and a fox was at the end of the street. Little urban fox. Now, these urban foxes are getting really... Like, do you remember back in the day, foxes would be scared of humans? Yeah. And, like, flitter think, away, yeah, like little shadows. Wolf, you grew up flitter. in Wolverhampton. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much like the animals of Farthing Wood there. It's well, like watership wolves. down. We had wolves in Wolverhampton. Did you honestly have wolves in Wolverhampton? Is that why it got its name? There was that advert for Banks' Bitter where a yeah, wolf got in the lift. Oh, yeah. In the said, centre. have a good one, team. <laughs> <laughs> the pet wolf. <laughs> pet wolf, I like, I like that. Pet wolf. Pet wolf. He's like team wolf. He's the coach. <laughs> basketball. Do you think that would have been the same film if in Teen Wolf the coach had been a wolf? No one would have joined the Not team. Really. Everyone would have just been scared. No, he'd have been, he'd have been sacked gonna... from the school. He would have just constantly be asking his team for kegs of beer. <laughs> his eyes glow Give red. Give me a keg of beer. <laughs> um, oh, and play basketball well. <laughs> so I squared off to this fox. Oh, God. Like, this Please fox... don't tell me you punched a fox. No, no, but, but this fox, right, took a left. But, like, bold <laughs> as brass. Like, bold as brass. Was it, was it on a scooter? Well, like, I, like, I was, I mean, like, I'd had a couple of glasses of wine, but I was like... Come on, Fox. Like, yeah, this is this is classic lad talk. So the it? fox was at the bottom of the road. Had and a he couple was like, of glasses of wine and then fought a fox. Well, hang on a sec. We can talk about the, the something that we fought in Torquay. Was, Do you remember? He was oh the sea. Yeah, but we'll we'll go to that Humans in a second. against nature. Because this fox, and I was like, look, right. You're starting to wander around this place like you own it. These foxes. They do. And they own the night. But then, but there's got to come a point because where we reclaim it. Belongs to foxes. foxes. <laughs> we've got to. We've got to start. I, I think. We've got to start, you know, dishing it out a We've bit. We've got to take the power back. Just a bit, because otherwise, I mean, if a fox gets fox in your house, you? you'd be dead scared, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, but the fox isn't going to get in the house. Nearly, a fox nearly came into my house. Uh, open window. My bedroom fox. window was open, and uh, I was doing my cleaning, and I looked up, and two, two paws on the windowsill, no. nose in. All right. He did, <laughs> I can have a little... He said all right. Hello. Well, no, but his gesture said all right. He pulled his brass. Paw, he did it. Nice, oh, honestly, it? honestly. Oh, I'm two not, like, balls, two up balls on the windowsill, popped his nose in. All right. Is this daytime? All right. 
Uh, I was like, like that kind of. Well, you speak fox, don't you? That's my knee-jerk reaction. Because I was thinking, like, if him and his mates start, like, say if he said to his mates, right, well, come on, we're going to have this, we'll go and wind up this human. I'd be in real trouble. Yeah, if he bought two more foxes. Why is that? Like, so what? If there was, if there was a group of foxes, what's the pack of? A, f- a pack? A relish. A red. A red of foxes? <laughs> I think that's the colour of them, isn't it? A dribble. A ginger of foxes. A ginger foxo. A cl- they a they could do more... <laughs> clambo. Clambo. <laughs> a clambo of foxo? Clambo of foxes. That can't be. Oh, it's foxy. Foxeye? Is yeah, it? it's foxeye, yeah. Dun, no, dun, it's not dun, 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 dun. Foxeye. <laughs> so anyway, this fox... We're going to owe some royalties for all the rock... <laughs> oh, I tell you what. Go on. They're superheroes, but they're foxes, but they're also a band that play music about foxes. Uh, and they're called Earth, Wind the fleet and Foxes. They're called Earth, Wind and Foxes. Fleet foxes. A fleet, a fleet of foxes. foxes. It Is it a fleet of foxes? No, no. it's not. It, what is it like? A, it's a fleet, fleet of Eddie Stobart lorries. A pack, a pack of foxes? <laughs> That's a less good title for a band. <laughs> fleet of Eddie Stobarts. The fleet of Eddie Stobarts. <laughs> Let's roll. So you squared off against this but fox. A, fo- and what? A, a group a group of foxes, if they dis- like... If they decide they, to go for you. Maybe they could decide to, like, kill you. Yeah. But not go, like, oh, let's wind him up. <laughs> well, they would wind you up, wouldn't they? Three of them. Go on. I'm sorry, would you describe, like... Being, oh, they wound up. They wound me up. And what do they do? They ended Just up do the wanker me. gesture. If one of them got in my room and the other two were goading him on, and I was like on the bed, going, Ugh. oh, the my instinct s- when I see a live animal s- in my room is to get on my bed. My mate Danny, right? Yeah. This, what, like uh, under the covers? No, stand up on the bed. Yeah, that's that's. I what heard a mouse like, like you two stand... o'clock in the morning, stood up on my bed. Instinct. What is this room? You know, I live in Farthingwood. You live in Narnia. <laughs> yeah, it's good though, isn't it? It's, are you sure it's not your collection of Sylvanian families that you just looked at in the half light? Ah, Mr. Fox, come in, come in. Call me Terry. Right, Terry, of course. Well, firstly, I'd like to say we're very excited that you agreed to come in and see us. We think we would be the perfect company to publish your book. Now, obviously, your brother's book, The Fantastic Mr. Fox, was a big hit with the kids. But we think, seeing as you're a city fox, you'll be more in tune with the inner city children. So, what's the big idea, Terry? Well, basically, it's going to be a kind of journal of what I get up to and stuff. (laughs) Brilliant. So it's going to be about you getting up to mischief, being crafty yet charming, outwitting people in a charismatic way. Yeah, something like that. So, do you have a working title? Yeah. Shitty Terry Fox. Oh. Oh, my. Uh, So what does um, Terry Fox get up to in an average day? Well, I run round knocking down a load of bins, squat down low, then flick my shit up your shins. Don't look at me twice or your clothes will get torn. I'll come round your house and throw up over your lawn. I'll make weird noises in the middle of the night, shagging your doorstep and get in a fight. You think I'm out of order? All right, then sod you. I'll eyeball a granny, then headbutt your daughter. I see. You know, in hindsight, I'm not sure Penguin Classics is the place for you. Fair enough. I'm late for my meeting with CBBS anyway. Here's more bangers and mash. 
Um, no, so my, my mate Danny had a bet with his friend, uh, or like made a bet with his friend that his friend couldn't catch a fox, and he got a phone call at three in the morning saying, "Come over the house, <laughs> come over the flat." There were two, two, it's two Aussie blokes. I think he's, I think, because Danny's mates are all called like mud bollocks <laughs> and dog. I think this, it, might, it was either dog ass or dog mud ass. bollocks. I think it might be dog ass. Dog ass and mud bollocks. Yeah. So dog ass said, dog Danny, ass. Danny, get yourself over here, cobber. I've caught a bloody fox. You're not going to believe it. So he gets over the house. Of course, Danny doesn't live... I mean, they all, they all lived in like Ely in that kind of area, but he, he still lives sort of 40 minutes away, and it's three in the morning, so he's, uh, he's you know, coming over by the night bus or cycling over or whatever, so it took him a while to get there. By the time he'd got there... Dog ass's flat was just torn to shit. <laughs> Everything like he'd been up the bookshelves, he'd eaten half the sofa, the, the fox, and like that, like dog ass couldn't be in his flat with the fox in there. Obviously, he had yeah. to lock the door. He was outside his flat. He's going here. It is. <laughs> you owe me a pound. Yeah, you've destroyed the flat. Yeah, doesn't matter. Back to Oz. Dog ass is a great nickname, isn't it? No, it's that an awful nickname. Imagine nickname. being introduced to other people as dog ass. What? Dog ass the fox finder. How did you <laughs> <laughs> takes a dog ass to catch a fox? Yeah. Son of catnip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's firing on all cylinders. Son of catnip. Oh, son of pause, 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 catnip. Kaboom! <laughs> pause, pause, pause is his sister. <laughs> Good stuff, Kalaki. Back in. Um, let's so let's let's talk about it. Talking about fighting. <laughs> Because we we had a fantastic trip in to Torquay. We'll go. What, what did you want to say? Oh no no no! Ca- carry on. I'll, we had a fantastic. I'll tell you, well, to, tell you mine and Tom's um, beach story afterwards. The the we had a trip to Brixham. Um, the the three of us. English yeah. Riviera. Oh, we had, we had a wonderful time in Brixham. Um, but one night, Tom and I. In fact, you'd I, gone I, back I home, hadn't you? You'd gone back home. So Tom and I went to the pub, got drunk, uh, and then we're walking home. And we were like. Let's, Come on. Let's show that C who's boss. Yeah. Let's strip entirely nude. <laughs> and let's get into Let the sea commence. and punch the fuck out of it. Yeah. And we went for it. We fought the sea. We fought the sea. And yeah. uh, oh. we thought we'd won. As did Canute. Canute's mistake. That was it. We thought we'd won. We strolled home through the streets of Brixen nude. That was the mis- that was another mistake as well. Yeah, of course Again, it was. it was sort of three, four in the morning. Claiming a victory, got in the house, and here's the sting in the tail. I'd left my watch on the beach. Oh. The sea, <laughs> the sea had taken one with him. The sea crept over my watch. And st- I, I went back. I stupidly, I went back the next day and wandered around to see if I could find it. Do you know what that happened to me once when I was on holiday? We went in the sea and it was really rough, and I lost my new watch. I was gutted. I was quite small. My uncle found it the next morning on the beach. What are the chances? On the coast of Denmark. Yeah, was it was it the same beach? Was your watch yeah, in a no. bottle? No. <laughs> he, ben always wears a watch in a bottle around his neck, so it was <laughs> destined to be found again. Um, imagine being in King Canute's army the day he decided, right, you're gonna, because that's what he did, isn't it? He said we're gonna go out and we're gonna take on the sea. <laughs> he gave a, he gave a hell of a pep, that would have been a hell of a pep talk. Right. Are my men ready for inspection? Yes, King Canute, but I must warn Great. you... Great. I've been looking forward to this. Announce me. All right, then. All hail King Canute! Boo! Stop Boo. that! Stop that! Now, listen up. The sea is in sight. Tomorrow we strike. Wait a minute. 
What's that awful smell? It's the men, sir. Oh, my God, you lot stink. You're disgusting. Do you not wash? Well, they can't, sir. You've banned them from using water. Well, of course I have. Water is the enemy. We can't fraternise with our enemies. You must be strong. And they look awful and so tired. Well, they're extremely dehydrated. You haven't let them drink in two weeks. Do not be tempted by that bastard water. Water is the bad guy. Humans are the good guys. Humans are 60% water, you idiot. Ah, a spy amongst our midst. Have that man completely dried. Dried and then killed. Boo! Boo! Uh, Sir, you'd better go. You are not popular with your men. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Look, they're all waving banners with my name on. Well, they've got the, the spelling wrong. Look, they think it's spelled C-U-N. Oh, oh, I see. I see. That was a real banger. And do you start with the C? Do you not work your way... Do you not start with, like, a rock pool and then work your way, you know... Yeah, you, you kind of, like, kick the shit out of a puddle. Imagine if you could do that with a broom... You could get rid of a puddle really easily. Maybe, oh, maybe that's God, what you, you know when broom. those. Um, you could with a broom. Yeah, you could, that's a good point. You know it's when good, those good, good weapon when fighting with water. Broom beats puddle, but not the sea. Not it's the entire the sea. How much? Maybe someone said stone. that's canoe. Look, canoe. Listen. Let's start with the canal. I know you've got a massive vat of silica gel. <laughs> <laughs> do, not, do not eat. Do not eat that silica gel. Oh really? Oh, they should have written it on the I was, I was popping on my chips. Exactly. Sprinkle it on, in um, it goes. Unleash the massive sponge. But that's only repositioning the sea, isn't it? To start. Do you know what it's, it would be like? It would be like in Ghostbusters, those little containment traps. Yeah. So then Walter Peck could say, and he'd show up and go shut it down and squeeze out the sponge, and the sea would. And then New York would be, uh, you know, Ghostbusters. <laughs> I don't know why I'm re- recounting the plot of Ghostbusters for you. Um, what about um, the other way round? Like when a whale gets beached? Yes. Is that like the opposite of Canute? Is that someone in the sea going, those land fuckers have had it too good for too long? Charge! So, I've made a massive mistake. <laughs> My ribcage is crushing me. That's often, if you... If you creep very close to a beach well, you could hear them singing part of their world from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Walking around on those, what do you call them? Oh, yeah, feet. <laughs> um, what, um... It must be quite frustrating for sea creatures to look onto land because they're big, like, there's a lot of... You're, you're into your sea creatures, aren't you? Oh, I love us. So there's a load of big fuckers and they're scary. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the sharks and everyone. They must be looking at us thinking, we can have them. Like, we... We they should do. be. They we should be them. in charge. They do have us every time we yeah, go. But in they the should water, be in charge, they shouldn't they? It's like it, basically what I'm saying is, in terms of the the power struggle of the Earth, they must have been gutted that it's gone to land and not the sea. I think it's a perspective thing, isn't it? They probably think, "Oh, look at those idiots out on the land. Thirty percent of the Earth is covered only 30%, by thirty percent." Yeah, right? it's like, yeah. "Oh, they're only thirty percent." They probably they've got. They go, "Well, we've got the majority. We've so got maybe all I, of the sea." They so, probably assume that they control us. So, a- and I bet aliens do as well. I bet aliens look at planet Earth and go, well, they've got it right in the sea. Yeah. The, 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 those people on the little bit on the land but are we're, messing it but up. We're, we're, we're me- messing up the sea, aren't we? We're messing up the ocean. Yeah, but the sea's not messing it up for themselves. No, I know, but they must be kind of going, they've kind of declared war on us here, aren't they? What, yeah. they, they can't do anything Coming in, killing massive... Well, maybe that's Come in, kill happen. massive swathes of them. Maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe... The like the next evolutionary step will be legs for sharks, so they can come out of the water, just on t- on on two legs, but with like a very long shark under the you know above the yeah, legs yeah. and just sort of pad along, and then they could you know a shark on land, 
ultimate weapon. Would a shark on land be a little bit like a... It, I imagine it being like a cross between a sausage dog and a Rottweiler. <laughs> it would be like, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> just, that's, that's, that's just two dogs. Two dogs. There should be a, an element of shark in there somewhere. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 what you're thinking of is a crossbreed. Like, a cross between a sausage dog and a Rottweiler is going to look very much just like a Rottweiler, isn't it? Well, not if you up the sausage dog element into the breed. Like I'm talking like 70% sausage dog, 30% Rottweiler. And which percent shark? Percent water. Zero percent shark. Well, no, like it. Because you could it breed would be that the... today, you know that. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm saying that's and why. Might... And I don't think it's going to tip the balance of anything. If I find you with a dog trying to carve gills into its sides, <laughs> it's going to be absolutely furious. All right, all right, all right, let's have you a former circle around the pit, gentlemen. Someone keep an eye out for the Rogers. Right. Let's get this illegal fight underway. You all know the rules. First animal to go limp is the loser. When you're ready to show your animal, let's go. Let's see what you got, Harry. I've got a little diamond here who can't possibly lose. Look at him. He's half badger, half parrot. Not only is he ferocious, but he also talks a good fight. Gonna fuck you up. Gonna fuck you up. Good boy. What you got to beat that, eh, Jack? You don't stand a chance. Check this out. It's huge. It's a pomkey. Half pony, half monkey. Look at him, he's ferocious. Oh, I'm going to stick a pony and a monkey on the pony and the monkey. All right, back up, Muppets, back up. Take a look at my beauty. Oh, now, oh. take a look at this. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's one foot of sausage dog, one foot of chicken's egg and one foot of tomato plant. I call him the full English. He looks well tasty. <laughs> All right, we've got room for one more to enter. Make room, make room. I've got a winner right here. He's going to rip your animals to shreds. What if I told you I bred a creature that was half an elephant crossed with half a man? <gasps> no. No way. That's right. Meet Elephant Man. I, I say good evening, gentlemen. It's, it's a delight to be here. I, I've never been to a car park in Epping before. Does anyone fancy a cup of tea? Uh. All right, then. Uh, let's get on with it, shall we? Let's get this animal fight started. I'm not an animal. Come on, John. We talked about this on the way over. You said you weren't going to embarrass me in front of my mates. Sorry. Good lad. Now go punch that badger and I'll take you to the opera like we agreed. Clarky, you had a story you wanted to talk about, your beach story. Oh, yeah, I remember when we went to the beach and we were throwing the stones. Yeah. Oh, it was a hell of a story. Now, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> right, me and, uh, me and Pazza Paz- yeah, took no. a, uh, a weekend camping. <laughs> don't know why I found that so funny. Didn't find it funny at the time. <laughs> it was a terrible mistake. Just you, you two we, together? Yeah, yeah. And we were, we were hanging out on the beach. We were a little bit drunk. And we were um, throwing stones. We were trying to throw one stone in the air, and the other person would try and throw a stone to knock it out of the air. Lads. Lads. Like and, plays pigeon shooting, yeah, yeah. but with stones. Yeah. So you kind of go, pull! Lying on our, <laughs> lying on our backs. Did you pull? No. no. <laughs> pull the muscle. <laughs> um, and there was a, th- a third stone. From behind a grassy knoll. It was knoll. Like one o'clock in the morning. No Pitch one black, around. No one around. One stone we went up. saw it. I threw the second stone, and a third stone came across. 
And then, and then the a little shark stone. pops its head out of the water. Take that, you bastard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I, what? I don't know what came out of my mouth there. I swear <laughs> to God, I wasn't expecting that accent. Here, man, take that, you bastard. Who knew that's what sharks? Well, there must be a few sharks off well, the coast got, of Jamaica. There, there are rasta mice. So that you, Rast- we... Yeah, Trinidadian shark. Less popular children's TV show. (laughs) 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 His catchphrase, take that, you bastard. bastard. (laughs) Yeah, that really wouldn't be a popular Why is this not getting on CBBS? That'd be a hell of a picture. Take that, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is is another question for you. No, no, what's your theory on the third stone? Don't know. We walked around, couldn't find it. Walked around. Looked, there were sand dunes behind us. Shouted out, listen. We're on a stony no beach. No one there. So Did you try throwing another stone in the air to see if another stone would come and hit it? No, we were quite freaked We thought, out. this is what we thought, was, because at the time there was, we were in a theatre company with another guy called Scon. He yes. was like our best friend, the three of us. And uh, we thought Scon might have died and he was a ghost in the sand dunes. We called him, didn't we, to ask him if he was still alive? He was... Uh, that was your first theory? Well, it was the That your mate theory. had died and turned <laughs> into a stone. He's gone and died... Turned into a and flying a ghost. stone. He'd come as a ghost to tell us he'd passed on. And so he popped a stone in the mix. What about... If he, he called could... Scott and he was furious, he was asleep. <laughs> if he of could... course, I'm not dead. <laughs> no, if he could move stones, right? If he's a podcast who could move stones, surely... And he's got all the stones of the beach. Surely spelling out, I'm gone, <laughs> I'm dead, in stones on the beach would have been a better yeah, way. It would take ages, wouldn't that's it? That, that's he was, a... He's quite a lazy fellow with scone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would take ages. I'm gone, oh. I'm dead. The thing is, if you're doing it on a, on a pebbly beach, you're not going to see that, are you? Because it's just pebbles on pebble. Pebble on pebble. <laughs> I'm a massive fan of writing things on the beach. Whenever I, like, when I go to the beach, I really like writing things... What, like, there's what things? there's well, a like, picture of me well, as like, a child, um, not as a child, about 12 let's years do this old. this team. Yeah, pep talks on the beach. That'd be good, wouldn't it? It'd be better than I love so and so. Give a proper pep talk. Well, there's a picture. Somewhere you normally. There's a picture of me on the, on the beach when I was about 12 years old, and I'm like wearing like army boots, big black jeans, uh, black t shirt, big you know, plaid shirt. Over Can we top. guess what you've written? Yeah. It, it, Is it Ned's Atomic Dustbin? No, but it, yeah, slightly, slightly later than, than Ned's Atomic Dustbin. Levelers? Oh, no, I hated the level. <laughs> Nirvana? Yes, it was Nirvana. Me, and I'd written it in, like... I think each letter was probably about six foot high, just massive on the yeah. beach. That's what I would do. Like, all my family as well... It was a sunny day, bear in mind. It's a sunny day. All my family would go off and, you know, play uh, beach cricket and all that kind of stuff. And I'd be like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to write Nirvana in massive letters on the beach just to really stick it to the man. <laughs> they don't understand about grunge. God damn it. Devon, that's where this. That was the second place where grunge exploded. Seattle first, then Devon. So let's talk about the name. By divine aid, well, it just sounds mystical, doesn't it? Uh, I I thought it was the motto of Devonshire County Council. Well, yeah, it is. My mum worked for them, so we got free-headed notepaper. BDA, or BDA, as your fans called you, burst onto the grunge scene in the late 80s. What set you apart, for me at least, was how different you were to all of the grunge bands. I mean, you didn't dress like Nirvana, you didn't sound like Pearl Jam, you never even visited Seattle. Instead, you refused to gig outside of your home county of Devon. Well, I didn't see the point in travelling outside the southwest. <laughs> Besides, the drummer's dad ran a pub so we could always have a lock-in. No, we thought about playing Seattle and Portland and all the other grunge hangouts, but, you know... Kevin's dad didn't have pubs there. 
How we've had our lock-in. Let's talk about those lock-ins. I don't know if I should. They were pretty racy times. And the groupies, my God. Yeah, the groupies. What were their names again? Cheryl and Trevor. That was it. Oh, I had them both. At least once. (laughs) Well, I had Trevor once. (laughs) Cheryl would only do top half only. You know, just the top half. And that was through the clothes. Oh, bloody Cheryl. Aye. She's married now. To Trevor. I know, bloody slags. You didn't sell many records. Yeah, I think the reason for that was that we didn't actually record any records. I'm sure if we'd recorded one, we would have sold a few. Bet Trevor would have bought one. Giving it to bloody Cheryl. Aye, the slag. (laughs) But we did enjoy some good press. Who can forget the mention by the Brixham Gazette? Aye, I've still got it framed. By divine aid, tonight... The Bull's Head, doors 8pm, £2 includes buffet. That kind of a claim can go to your head. I think that's what led to, you know. You're referring to singer and guitarist Kevin Curley's overdose. Yeah. It was a tragedy. Everyone knows you can't eat seven scones at one sitting. It's not a day goes by when I don't think of him. So let's get back to talking about these reunion shows. Yeah, well, it's tricky. My bass guitar is busted and Kevin sold his drums, so it'll just be me singing along and Kevin hitting a barrel with a drumstick. Won't that be a bit underwhelming? <laughs> yeah, well, I can't imagine anyone's going to show up anyhow. I already got a text from Trev and Cheryl saying they can't find a babysitter, so they're out. Truth be told, we're only doing it for the lock-in. And, uh, and you're going to play us out now? Yeah, all right then. Ready, Kevin? Ready when you are, Kev. A lovely bit of jam would hit the spot. I like cream tea an awful lot. Give us a scone and I'll sing you a song. Hang on a tick, the cream's all gone. Where's the bloody cream? We had a pot on Wednesday. Right, let's get to that lock-in. You can get several different types of mash. I wonder if someone, like, that... Someone was strolling across the beach now and saw that and in some way that changed their life. Maybe they became... Who believes in Nirvana? Is it Buddhists? We all believe in Nirvana. They were real. No, no, I mean the, the concept of Nirvana. Well, they were a band, well, they weren't they? Were a band or a They were a concept band. They didn't do any concept albums. Never mind. <laughs> and that was officially a joke. Um, yes. Right, well, a good one. Here's a question for you, because I was thinking about this when I sped off to the Fox. And also because... Uh, oh, yeah. What actually emergency. happened with this fox? Yeah, we had like this, we had, like, this thing Let's that put I this took a step to next to him and he kind of took a step forwards. Well, you took a step next to him. You were outside. I, I, I took a step forwards. Oh, right. We're, we were the on the street. Here, this is very confusing. We're so all... he's at the window. You're... No, no. Oh, no that was a different fox story. Oh, another fox story. Sorry. Yeah, anyway, so I, was, I, we stood up to each other, basically. And right. he, I took a step forward and he took a step forward. Then I took a step forward. Then he kind of took half a step forward. Had a little sniff of the air. Sidled off. You played. You played chicken with a fox. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <That's very true. laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's nice. Um, oh, that's nice. I should just say now Ben is giving Tom a back rub. <laughs> that's, that's why it's all right. relaxing. Flight or fight? Yeah. How come they are the only two options? Like, should there be? Should they reassess that theory so that there's more? I'm because sure, like, curl up into a ball has got to be one of them. But it isn't, it? is it? They say flight or fight? Like, does flight that count or as fight? Or, <clears throat> you know? And does it have to begin with F? Flight or fight or eat? 
It's got to be with F, I think. Does it? Oh. Fall down and fetal? Fetal. Fetal. Flight or fight or fetal? I'm almost always fetal. You're fetal right now. fetal. <laughs> yeah. But, like, because flight and fight, but I, I thought of a good one. Yeah. Film on your phone. Because <laughs> that's the new, that's the day we, that's the modern age, isn't it? Flight or fight or fight. Because that is definitely true. There are people who will run away or go and get help. There are people who will deal with it, fight, whatever. Yeah. And there are people who look. People who watch. And that's not the part, voyeurs. they don't feature that. In the but that's fight be- or fight or film on your phone because there's people who go, oh, bloody hell. Yeah, but if you're, being, if you're being attacked, oh, that's what it's, 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 it's if, you're, if you are the person being attacked, you either run away or fight back. Um, it's very rare you'd film about it. It's phone. very rare you'd just turn the phone on yourself and go, this is going to be a classic. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm getting my face pummeled in, but this is going to be good. This is going to get up to 100 hits. This fox is going to... As indeed am I. <laughs> Man fights fox. Here it is, the main event. Strap yourselves in. Dinner at the Wainwrights. Daddy? Yes, daughter? I wrote a song today, Daddy. Ah, that's nice, daughter. Daddy? Yes, son? I wrote a song today, too. Well done, son. Family of mine. Yes, Yes, daddy. daddy? There's something I have to tell you all. What is it, daddy? Well, this isn't easy for me to say. You can tell us, daddy. Well, it's just that... I did not write a song today. <gasps> Daddy. No, I did not write a song today. Oh. No, no. I, I wrote a film score instead. <laughs> oh, Daddy. <laughs> OK, everybody, flutes out. A one, two, a one, two, three, four. Another number one for the Loudon Wainwright family. Uh, Daddy, your flute was a bit quiet. Can we have it louder on number three, please? <laughs> Once again, Puppies, Bangers and Mash was improvised, written and performed by Ben Clark, Matthew Crosby and Tom Parry and was produced by Colin Anderson.